Welcome everybody to episode 29. Hello. This set is called Pangs Like a Drum. So it's a play on the phrase bangs like a drum, but he uses the word pangs because it's fantastic. And the whole set is about <laughs> the pangs of the heart. So what I've done for this set is uh, I have created a dramatic narrative which I'm going to explain as the set continues. So to just give you uh, the, those dramatic people in the, amongst our listeners that might appreciate uh, a bit of my background, my theatrical background brought, brought into it. So this first song is Lost Frequencies, Don't Leave Me. Great drop there. Uh, and basically the song is uh, doesn't start with our central character. So our central character, who is female, and we're going to call her Cassandra. Ode to ancient Greece and the cursed prophetess Cassandra. Uh, and she meets her current boyfriend, Hector, in a club. And he is saying, don't leave me, because she is contemplating leaving him. And that's where the set starts. Can I just say, one of our listeners uh, is a drama teacher at my school. You are already the favourite presenter of the Echo Chamber. And then you've just sealed the deal now. Well, she needs to come on a, come on in a future episode of two dramatists uh, by trade. I mean, it's worth mentioning I actually start out as a drama teacher, went to a drama school, that's where I did my degree and stuff, so I might as well utilise those skills at some point, because clearly, as proved in previous episodes, uh, my accent skills uh, leave something to be desired. <laughs> so we're into the second song here. With all that you've done, I think you've done enough. And there it is, that break. That's the important bit. You've done enough. That's her talking back to her boyfriend, Hector, saying, you've done enough, thank you very much. I am leaving you. And what's being mixed in here is Nora on Pure's cognitive fadings. So already she's starting to fade in his mind, his importance. See, I actually put some thought into this. <laughs> this is not just a collection of songs that we like. This is full on storyline. Yeah, so those are the key characters so far. We have Cassandra, our central protagonist, and Hector, her boyfriend that she's in the process right now of leaving and trying to forget about with her cognitive fadings. I'm not sure who I'm rooting for. Filthy that bit, isn't it? It's lovely. It's like a clanging cow drum, mm. but like synthesized and auto-tuned. It sounds awesome. Okay, so now when we move into the next song, we're actually moving a, a couple months ahead. She's left Hector. And uh, she's, you know, she's going out, she's clubbing, she's attending parties. You know, just trying to sort of say yes to things, trying to not mope around at home. It's a great tune, isn't it? Gorgon City, this. Yeah. And that's where the next song comes in, on that break. But I really love the lyrics of this song where she talks about, you've got a lot of nerve coming for me. Like, uh, talk, it talks about his hands being around her neck. Now, I don't know, in the story, maybe that's uh, metaphorical or maybe it's literal and certainly would be a good reason for her to leave him. Uh, I hadn't fleshed out that part of the story, but I do love the lyrics. Can I just say, you're really setting me up for failure with my Dimitri Vegas and Mike Mike set next week. 
Why was your story like that? Everyone jumps around and gets fucked. <laughs> I love that discordant sound there. I tell you, you see that really discordant cow drum, sort of synthesized cow drum sound, isn't it? It's amazing. Or cowbell, sorry. So yeah, here we are into the uh, the fourth song. Fourth song at what minutes, Dave? I don't know. I don't even know how fast this set is. Four minutes in. <laughs> oh, right, fourth song, four minutes in, great. Um, so this is her kind of few months later, going out to the clubs and... And the lyrics are, feel something, I just want to feel something. I would hope that's self-explanatory. Me and Dave just dancing. <laughs> dancing to poor Cassandra and her, and her pangs. There we go. I'd rather feel something than be numb. Quite, quite like profound lyric. But. So she just, you know, forcing herself to go out and feel things. And then this bit, this is it. The new love interest here. This is where she meets AJ. AJ? Hmm. Yeah, short for Agamemnon. Another little Greek reference. <laughs> <laughs> Your face, man. <laughs> Well, anyone who actually knows their Greek, uh, ancient Greek myths will know that Cassandra eventually married Ag- Agamemnon. He left his wife for her as a young prophetess. He was attracted uh, by her youthful uh, complexion. And then a wife then kills Agamemnon. It's worth mentioning. <laughs> <laughs> See, not just music on the echo chamber. No, oh, I love this stuff. So anyway, this is it, Sweet Dreams. This is where she sees him across the club. So this is the bit where she walks over and it's building up to the first dance. See, I'm so romantic. <laughs> it's got a great synth moment that I really wanted to like. Dave <laughs> just chopping off the edge of his table. He's literally, oh, this is so boring, isn't it? <laughs> but anyway, yeah, the quality of the music is very good. Anyway, I do love this song. Great synth. And echo. Oh. Yeah, I put that echo in. (laughs) And wouldn't this be a great first dance? Went a bit heavy with the bass there with the next song. (laughs) (laughs) 
So I would categorize the sort of genres that I go through in this. It goes from dance to, to house, and then by the end of the set, like by tw I think there's 24 songs in it, so a 50 minute set, so not too bad, about two minutes each song. And then by the end, it, it moves into sort of techno, then deep techno, and then finishes on a like very sort of deep techno song. It's like, I got a real arch down into like, down into techno from the uppers of like poppy dance and house. It's just like a Romeo and Juliet story. Are they going to die at the end? Oh no, I didn't go for the... Well, you wait and see for the ending. But basically, she... she so she's now found this guy, AJ. They've had the first dance and they're meeting up for dates and stuff. And she's now like in her head. She's saying to herself, never look back. I'm over Hector. La 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 la. I'm moving on to greener pastures. So a kind of behind the scenes question here. Did you have the story first and then pick the songs? Or did you pick the songs and then invent the story? Uh, well, I had a basic outline for the story. And then uh, I, when I was adding songs, I would change the order that I was putting them in. So this is all pretty much new music, to be fair. And even the ones that aren't new music, they're new remixes. So everything in this has come out in the last, like, maybe two weeks to a month. Um, yeah, so I had the, had the music and I was, it was about trying to find a story and order to it. So that's where it helped me. Well, this is so like token housey Oliver Heldens, isn't it? Just dancing away now. <laughs> I was watching uh, on Instagram, I was watching uh, a clip from Oliver Heldon's last performance. It was like this time last year. He was like, this is the last ever performance I did before lockdown. It was epic. <laughs> Absolutely epic. He was mixing Kylie Minogue into like his LB like, bass line. I was like, oh my yeah. God, this sounds so good. <laughs> So that was her song, sort of saying, I'm happy I'm never going to look back. Uh, she's in that sort of romantic period. And this is like his reply. This is the song I was talking about last week that makes the use of the ATB sound. Yes. And it instantly sort of makes you think of like late 90s, early noughties. Anyway, so this is AJ now speaking. So he's starting to fall for her. When can we expect the screenplay? The problem is, she's quite defensive though. She's quite defensive because she's been burnt in the past. So he's like sort of saying, I want to fall for you, but you're like, you're making it hard. When can we expect the screenplay of this? Uh, I don't know. I, I'm personally thinking maybe like Natalie Portman would play the central character. I could direct her. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think there would be many or, issues know, with that. Angelina Jolie, or Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> I can think of many people that would make great leading ladies.
Can I be the DJ in the club? Yes, you can. No, it's not over the top. The usage, of, the use of the ATV sound effect in the song. So it's got enough for it to be nostalgic, but not overkill, overkilling it. You can imagine uh, people with kids, like big clubbers in the year 2000, whose kids are now listening to this sort of music, and they're like, "Oh, I know that." <laughs> it's got a timeless quality, hasn't it? <laughs> Quite, oh yeah, quite a slow set as well. So I was operating around about 124 to 127. Mm. Um, so it's like quite chill. That's part of the reason why it's slightly longer as well. So. I like how we refer to sets as quite slow when they're 124 to 128. <laughs> <laughs> well, sort of slow by my standards. <laughs> so, a bit sort of moving on in the, uh, the relationship, this, this idea of falling down together. Um, both sort of wanting to fall, but both being apprehensive about it. Anyway, that's this song. <laughs> we talk about something else now. <laughs> like that amazing drop. <laughs> what I really like about that is the way uh, he strips that right back for that for that just that ge genuinely just bassy drop. And then the, the vocals are even uh, distorted over the top of it, like sort of filtered. There's a filter button on the, on the decks that you can kind of take it down or up. And they sort of filter the vocals down there so it really matches that very, very heavy bass that it's splashing about in. And then that's where the set starts to now sort of dip more from house into techno-y sounds. I'll tell you what's a really good um, thing to play around with is the filtered dial. If you take a, the track and put it into Ableton and layer it over itself three times, strip out the treble and bass from the from the middle tracks, strip out the middle and bass from the top track, and strip out the so basically you've just got the treble and the middle and the bass lined up on Ableton. Yeah, yeah. And then filter out different parts, like just filter the middle one. It keeps yeah. all the high notes and the low notes, and you get this weird kind of echo in the middle. Yeah, that sounds really cool. As pointed out in previous episodes, I really need to get, need to get hold of uh, working on Ableton. <laughs> so this is where, uh, you know, they both said that they're falling. So this is her now, this is her diatribe monologue, if you will. If you're gonna, if we're gonna do this, you need to show me love, quite rightly. Yeah. 
But it's a great classic tune as well. One for the dads. <laughs> One for the what? The dads. All right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Good tune though. The break on it, I, I, I really, really boost this next bit. So it's got a quite, a, quite a big break. Yeah, pretty big. Yeah. How nice is that bassline though? It's really good. Really sort of adds another level to the song, like in a good way. There's a lot to be said for a, a single note repeated as a bassline. It just drives the song. Mm. There's actually two notes in there. Yeah, it's just like, oh, 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 in the background. Like. And now we move into a bit of Jessie Ware. So, so she's made this big declaration to him. You've got to show me love. You know, I've had bad experiences. You've got to be better than than you know top top A game. And he he's like, I can do that. I can do that. And then she gets freaked out by it. So she considers running. Title of the song, Running. This is the one I had last week. <laughs> Who would have thought? It's quality. Oh, this is not the one I had last week. Uh, no, well, did you use Jesse Ware? Because this one goes a bit, uh, almost a bit trappy at one point. <laughs> but it's, uh, I do like her voice. And she's got like, she's got that kind of really sort of passionate, strong woman sort of sound to her voice. And she actually does, in the story here, at this break, run away. She runs away from him. Cue sad music. Or this. Woo! So this is like in the cin cinematic sort of version with uh, probably Natalie Portman. This is her like running through the streets of London at night. You know, there's a flickering orange street lights. You know, cameras like, following her. Like the weekend at the Super Bowl. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know when he does that song and he's in the room and it's like, uh, oh, right, yeah, sorry, I thought you were just referring to his style, like, he's no. mental. <laughs> um, yeah, so like running through the streets, handy cam following her, like heavy breathing, POV shot, she looks back over her shoulder, oh, I don't know what to do, runs, sits by the side of the Thames, 
sitting by the side of the Thames in the rain, contemplating here. What does it all mean? Why am I so scared of commitment? <laughs> this is so funny. I should make a film. <laughs> It'd be crap. Anyone out there who'd like to fund a, a semi-decent, based on a 52-minute long set list? Anyone in, interested in uh, funding... Uh, oh, I can't think of a witty name for the film. I'll come up with a witty name first. But I'm going to start a GoFundMe page, basically. <laughs> uh, so the pe- people can... <laughs> people can fund the making of this cinematic masterpiece. I get my mate Draper to do the script work on it. Yeah, that actually would be good. Um, oh, this is my favourite bit. Right, okay, so she's run away from him and she's thinking, what have I done? Maybe I... Why am I so scared of committing? Because really, it's because she loves him and she needs to wake up. Just listen to these vocals, though. On a serious note, these vocals are beautiful. It was used in a se- series recently on Netflix called um, Beneath Her Eyes. But this is the Frankie Wah drum and step remix. Drum and bass, sorry. That's a great sound. The bass is growly and haunting, but the drums are almost poppy, like you'd find in a pop song. It's a good song, isn't it? Yeah, real good. I find her voice just so like haunting in a kind of London grammar type way, like it's just beautiful. Well, I was going to say, is it? Is it's very London grammary? Yeah, it sounds very like her. I just, uh, I just wanted to isolate just this song at this point. It, was, it felt like it deserved it. <laughs> this is quite delicate, you know? Didn't stop me putting effects on it, though. I like that mix. So this is her heading back. Yeah, heading back to him. 
Just remember what you're saying. She was sitting by the side of the Thames in the rain, thinking about it, and then it dawned yeah. on her. Yeah, in the in the rain, it dawned on her that she loved him, and now she's like, I'm running back to him in the rain. I'd like to direct that scene. I can imagine the lighting. Uh, I, I would imagine it would be a, a, a good scene to direct with uh, Natalie Portman. How good does that sound? Oh, I love it. I love it. This is a good mix of this song, too. Yeah, it's the Vise remix. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I really, it's a lot punchier than the other one. Yes, for sure. I really like that bong in the background. Though. Woo! Involuntary arm movements. <laughs> Both of us. We both went at the same time as well, like. <laughs> That's good, it'll be easy to edit. <laughs> So yeah, so she uh It's been quite a long time since they've now split up now. And she thinks mistakenly that he's moved on from her. So she's like being a bit stalkery and be like I'm like walk past your house and I'm looking through your windows and things like that. Checking her face checking his Facebook. And I kind of why is he not like texting or anything? I thought you might like. No, they cut, they cut each other off. You know how it is. It ended. It ended badly. Oh, like, that oh, big like... explosive scene in the club with you DJing in the background. <laughs> they had that massive argument. Everyone was looking at them. It was so embarrassing. Like after that, he just swore, "I'm never going to talk to her unless she talks to me first. You know what? I wasn't fully committed to the story at that point. I was only half paying attention, but I am in now. Yeah, well, you say it's like an episode of The Archers, isn't it? <laughs> I was going to say, like an episode of The Archers. No one beneath our age bracket will know what that is. I didn't even <laughs> listen to it. It's probably too old for me, but like I know of it. Sort of is it still on? Yeah, 70 years. Anyway, so she goes out. She goes out, she gets hammered in the nightclub. And she sees him, and this is him seeing her <gasps> since the breakup. This is no. I can't cope with this. I know! They just by chance, they, they bump into like synchronicity. The, the, the cosmic world has brought them together again by accident. And he sees her and he thinks this. But he doesn't want, he doesn't want to give in to it. But he does still love her. I need a tissue. Is <laughs> like a true, like a true dra- <laughs> He's actually got tissue. Like a true dramatist, I'm making half of this up as I go along. <laughs> so what? What she? Uh, what they begin to realise is that they see each other. Yeah, they get to talking. He sort of says this, like, "Oh my God, I missed you." Uh, I don't want to fall in love. That was what I was scared of, and they realise. 
that they've been going through the same thing. It's just that she doesn't know what he's been thinking because they've not been talking. And but and, and he thought she was leaving. He thought she was like cutting him off. So, but they've both been through turmoil. Wait, has he met somebody else? Or are we not there yet? Oh, we don't know yet. That's that's uh, that's you. You asked the question that I would want my audience to be asking at this point in in the in the drama. So I'm in, I'm invested. I'm, I'm in. Send me the link for the GoFundMe. I'm I'm self-funding this movie. <laughs> so then we just move into them speaking to each other, and it's a cover of Foo Fighters. So this is them getting back together song because they're talking about what we realised when we were apart is that we were scared of committing to loving each other because but we actually we bring out the best in each other the best of you But wait, what about Iggy? Yeah, that's it, him and her and him Were you thinking that it was Hector at the beginning? Yes, yes, I was. Right, no, no, he he was the he was the one off the scene. Oh, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. I thought poor Hector was coming back. <laughs> well, no, actually, we can't have it as Hector. Just thinking about it, <laughs> one of the love interests returns. I'm and, back in uh, again. <laughs> she, uh, who shall remain nameless for the rest of the episode. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, what they realise is that actually they, they bring in that best in each other. Anyway, this is a great Foo Fighters cover. It is. It's probably going to offend loads and loads of people that I know that I send these episodes to. Because obviously the Foo Fighters is uh, a bit untouchable really. A bit sacred. <laughs> well, in the movie, can we have like Dave Grohl backlit in the distance? Oh yeah, definitely. He'd be one of the people at my dinner party, you know, like those sort of imaginary dinner yeah. parties. You know, who would you have? Like, I don't know, Mahatma Gandhi and whatever, Mike Tyson or I don't know. Uh, Dave Grohl would be one of mine. He looks, he looks like an absolute dude. Oh, actually, yeah. So in the in the story, it works better if this is Hector because the next song we're going into is about like. Not wanting to repeat history, like being paranoid about the lies and stuff. So yeah, yeah, that, I'm gonna go with that. She's back with Hector, not nine. So the, she runs away from uh, new so guy. She ran away from AJ, and then comes back and meets Hector. Yeah, she realised when she was thinking at the side of the Thames in the rain, she actually realised it was Hector all along that she's loved. But they okay. just have. Um, I hope you recognise also the name Hector is also an ode to. Uh, Greek myth as well. He was the powerful brother of a brother of Paris who gets killed and dragged dragged around the walls of Troy. I'm sold on the Greek thing. Don't worry, <laughs> because Paris couldn't keep his uh, couldn't keep his dick in his pants and stole uh, Helen of Troy. <laughs> but that's for a different episode. We'll send that one around a different episode uh, where Paris being a knobhead basically. <laughs> Played by Orlando Bloom in the film. Accurate. <laughs> Anyway, so this is her speaking. 
If you're gonna hurt me, don't take me for a fool. She's the paranoia, it's the previous lies, it's like the fear of like the old relationship. It's so Martin Solveig, isn't it? <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. The the sound, not the story. <laughs> yeah. This is Michael Calfan remix. Gets a bit future ravey here. <laughs> yeah. I love that clap. I don't know what that clap is, but I like it. Okay, clap. Okay, yeah, it's clap, a, clap. a clap behind a brick wall, but really loud. Yeah, or or in like it's some slightly kind of... muffled. Yeah. Yeah. Now the next song will offend Stacey mates because it is a it's there was basically a tune in the 1990s of a Star Sailor song called Four to the Floor, which was covered in a weirdly just covered this like indie group and turned it into a dance track and it was like in all of the clubs at the time and for many many years it became like an underground favourite rave not rave but like dance song anyway someone's covered it I sent it I sent her the link the other day and said oh my god someone's covered your favourite song and she just didn't reply (laughs) (laughs) but anyway that's the next step so this is this song's about her paranoia not wanting to repeat the past and not falling for his lies and things like that. So there's a sense of uncertainty in the in the audience's eyes. Like, is he actually a bit of a bad guy, or is he capable of, uh, you know, loving her back? Uh, musical terminology here. Here's my here's my geeky knowledge. Four to the floor is actually um, very common in techno and house music because it refers to the kick drum happening four once on every beat in a bar in a phrase the kick kick ah kick, kick. so it refers to the snare drum pedal or the, the uh, bass the, drum pedal the kick the, yeah the bass pedal yeah ah ah knowledge I like knowledge <laughs> here it is So they're both now just questioning, like, I could have it all. It's, it's on a plate right in front of me. What is stopping us? Again, what is stopping us? It's not a bad cover, is it? It's real good. I think it's better than the original, Stacey. <coughs> <laughs> You can expect abusive messages in approximately two days. <laughs> so quickly out of that, uh, into say something. See, they're both frozen by this, like, it's on a plate on front of us, four to the floor. Why? What's stopping us? And then this song is about uh, his sort of views on it, like... He's, he realises that he's the same as her, like he's just, like, why can't I commit? It should be paradise. So the, the last song, Four to the Four, was like, what she's thinking. Now this is kind of like, what he's thinking. It would yeah. be paradise, but I just can't seem to 
I seem to have this inertia, I can't move with it. Oh, that love that echo, that, that silence. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great misleading thing. You, you think the drop's coming, and then it doesn't. You're like, oh yes, excitement. But yeah, so this is him. He's like, there's a thousand miles between us, but otherwise it would be paradise. I don't, you don't know, don't know what this rift is. Really good. And the song echoes that with that rift before the break. Yeah. That jumpy synth with that bass, you have got to have good headphones on. <laughs> 37 minutes in, here he is. Get your tear beans. <laughs> I forgot this guy's name, he's Dermot something, but he's got a great voice. It's Dermot O'Leary, isn't it? <laughs> and a deck, yeah. <laughs> okay, drawing it out. You know we like in films when, you know, these sorts of scenes where you know that both characters love each other, but are afraid to sort of do it or say it. So I really draw it out. So we've got this song's all about neither of them saying it. Obviously it's called Say Something. <laughs> Ooh, that's a nice switch. Yeah, gets dark and heavy. So I told you, it moves down into like quite deeper techno stuff now. Yeah. Oh, cute. Don't know why I do like Beyonce face. <laughs> I was gonna say, you could tell it's like weird dancing, that. like I'm getting like sassy face, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm really mean in the lyric, <laughs> getting into that characterization. God, does that sound? Only on good headphones. <laughs> oh, this. I'm gonna play this set on my big JBL speaker because it's gonna rattle my heart. Yeah, yeah, it will. You'll feel it in your ribcage. That is the best feeling in the world when you get to like a big, like. Uh, you know, 
festival or whatever, you, you can just feel the rattle of the music. The closer you get, the more you, the more that your body is affected, and you just get totally swept up in it. So it becomes like tribal, primal. Anyway, the next song, we see them now finally committing and falling in love. Yay! And guess what song it is? It's one of my uh, favourites. So you might describe the admittance of one's love for each other, that it would be uplifting, that it might carry you away. <laughs> As in the song's called Carry Me Away. Oh, okay, okay. And it's camel fat. <laughs> I'm layering in those lasers in the background just to keep it a bit punchier. <laughs> yeah. I thought this is apt. This should this should be the song that they that lifts them where they realise that, you know, everything was a mistake, let's just forget the past. We love each other, we love each other now. Let that carry me away. Well, I like that. I like that drum build there. Mmm. That vocal lyric is oh, it's haunting, isn't it? But it's it's the same as it's the same, uh, possibly even the words, but same tune as the lyrics from another song. And I can't. It's, it, it, I'm gonna remember in like 20 minutes. After Are you having recording. a love actually moment? <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Mm. Uh, uh. I've nearly got it, hold on. It's on the tip of your tongue. Got to turn around. Got to turn around. Got to... <laughs> <laughs> that's not right, so that's the song. I thought you that's were trying it. to name a film it was from. No. <laughs> Parts of that song were sampled from The Land Before Time. You know the one about the dinosaurs where the big Diplodocus mum dies. Makes you cry. It's a horrible film. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> kid what? That film haunted me as a kid. <laughs> the one that haunted me was Watership Down with the rabbits. The old oh god, babies. yeah. Fucking, no, those rabbits were mental. The animation style just made that even more terrifying. Oh yeah, well, like, absolutely. Anyway. Such a good song. Uh, would you like an update on our listenership? Yeah. It would appear that our Japanese friends were not a fan of my uh, welcoming them to previous episodes. 
Um, maybe you mispronounced Konnichiwa and actually said it in a really <laughs> rude way or something. Maybe. <laughs> uh, but now we've got 27 listeners in Barcelona. Barcelona! Yeah. Uh, hola! Como estas? Uh, hola! Yeah, I was like, how do I say hello in Spanish? <laughs> I didn't do Spanish at school. <laughs> Gracias, amigo! <laughs> that, that's well, Mexican. We just lost them! Una cerveza, por favor! Oh, seriously, I spent like three weeks uh, traveling around Spain with, uh, with with Michelle like years and years ago. Genuinely, by the end of it, I thought I was fluent. Fuck, he wasn't. He's <laughs> <laughs> like chatting bollocks, basically. <laughs> Michelle, we're back for this. Whenever I go to foreign countries, I do like try to pretend to like <laughs> be able to speak some parts of the language. <laughs> Bullshit, basically. I love, that's why I love going to France. I'm like, oh, I, I did GCSE French. I'll get me through. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, so we move in here to an instrumental song by Chicane, which is I needed, I kind of had to put this in to, because Carry Me Away would not go into the song I wanted after. So I had to use an interim non-vocal song, but it's actually, <laughs> it is actually fitting because it's called Never Look Back. So now they're in love, they're back together. Everything's good with the world and they're like, let's never look back. I quite like Chicane. Like they're they're kind of old school and they haven't changed that yeah. sound. Like you always talk about in the last episode, like changing the sound, but they really haven't changed their sound since pretty much they've started. <laughs> and that's okay, you know. Yeah, it's absolutely fine. At least you know what you get, you know? Like this podcast, great music and then us two talking crap over the top. Yeah, absolutely. So, the song that's coming in over the top now is called Bittersweet. It's our penultimate song. So, in the story, she's now back with Hector, uh, back with Hector obviously, but she bumps into AJ on a night out. Oh. So, the, uh, the temptation is tested. But, no, she doesn't make a move on him. She doesn't, she doesn't give in. Because she realises, in a bittersweet way, uh, that's the name of the song, um, that she doesn't actually have any feelings for him and really she made the right decision He's still going with Chicane as well. That's what the um, the higher is you can hear in the song. Yeah. It's actually fit quite well with the vocals. And then we move into our final song of the set, 
which really it kind of ties in because it's now like, like this is like this is a bit where you jump to the end of the film and you know at the end of Harry Potter where they do the where they age the characters and then they've got kids and stuff yeah which works with a varying degree of success in my opinion uh, <coughs> in that film basically it just looks like they put talc in Harry Potter's hair anyway um, so this is much much head on you know happier down the line years and years later uh, and it's the world that they see around them this is their life now it's basically an excuse to use a new Kristoff song. Woohoo! <laughs> Has this whole set been an excuse to use Kristoff? Basically, the whole set's been leading down to the use of this song. <laughs> uh, so I made up a dramatic storyline to justify oh, see this. This is what I love about Kristoff, this slow build. So the entire last 50 minutes has uh, been leading up to that. (laughs) (laughs) So all new music, uh, all pieced together with a semi-structured narrative and uh, eventually culminating in Kristoff with uh, with Frankie Waugh and Arch. Collaborative uh, trio of DJs there. Absolutely amazing. I'm pretty sure I put an echo at the end in a minute. Well, I do. I know I do. Uh, I put a big echo at the end. Uh, the echo lasts for about 15 seconds. It even took me by surprise. I had it right up on full. I didn't realise. <laughs> Just whacked up for the last two beats. So we've got a... I think a good echo out can can really finish a set nicely. Why? Well, this is, you know, the credit sequence now, isn't it? Starring Natalie Portman. Just got that bit where all the lo- all the company logos, all the you know the. Yeah. We'd like to thank the guy who made the sandwiches, the guy who held the mic- held the microphone, the guy who held the hand of the guy who held the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, end credits, which is also an amazing song. End credits, Plan B. <laughs>
very long ago, isn't it? <laughs> I like that last. I like that last vocal noise of the, in the song. Just that, as just as you turn the echo on, you got the, uh, and then it. Yeah, just bubble, to remind bubble. you that it hasn't hasn't forgotten about the end of the song. It's nice, and uh, Christoph is amazing. And the only main person that I genuinely wanted to see at Tomorrowland, like uh, him and Ca- him and Camel Fat, were like they were. I was not not going to see them. Didn't I? Because we had the app, didn't we? We were all like, we did. Out who we were going to see? And I was like, I am definitely. I'm spending the because f- they were on back to back for over like five hours. I was like, I will not be moving from that spot for five hours. <laughs> That's an investment. <laughs> yeah, well, it was well worth it. And then that evening, Eric Prince was on. And I couldn't squeeze into the holosphere for more than about half an hour because then I got claustrophobic and I was like, no, I need to leave. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing though. right anyway yeah so that's the end of the episode what did uh, what do you think well by uh dramatic i'm not gonna lie do you think you know i think that was a good uh tack to take with the episode i don't know i thought it was a bit risky myself but i hope it paid off <laughs> i'm not gonna lie at the beginning i was like what are you doing like this is a terrible plan but actually <laughs> it's i think it's turned out quite well i think you've got uh, at the beginning i'm when you're talking about greek people i'm like no this is this is not a good plan but I was, but you heard me in the middle. I was fully committed, like ready to, <laughs> ready, ready for the next movie, the sequel. Let's go. <laughs> Starring Dimitri Vegas. Yeah, and like, all right. it was it, with with the with the names. I remember doing um back in the day where I used to do A level drama. We used to have to they, on their devised performances. They had to write coursework about it, and basically, like you could write. You, you needed things to write about. So I always made sure that whenever they named their characters and wrote their scripts, that they always used like references to other plays that they had stuff to talk about in their coursework <laughs> and that's all that was doing was basically i couldn't come up with a character name so i just thought well i'll just do what i always used to do which was just make some kind of pithy link back to uh, ancient uh, greek theater in some description way or form <laughs> so where are we going next dave good question um no next week it will be the kids mix I'm not doing Dimitri Vegas and like Mike yet. The, the world's not ready for that. The kids' songs are good. There's uh, he'll, Here We Go Around the Mulberry Bush. There's um, what, <laughs> what Can We Do With a Drunken Sailor was, I think, one of the more raucous ones. Did you get the rap version, the Gruffalo in there as well? <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah the song, song choices are great. You'll love it. I, although, although, good. next week... Uh, to be fair, it's your kids and Monique's kids. I, I'm, I'm pretty confident they'll be good choices. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Right, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, So, everyone, thank you very much for listening, and I'll see you next week. See you next week.